0: everybody and welcome to another episode of inside battlefield my name is tom community manager for battlefield and today we're back with an episode to talk about the current state of vehicles so with me are eddie and ross um welcome guys how's it going
1: pretty good it's freezing cold it's minus three in stockholm so that's fun
0: <laughs> very fun what about you eddie hello uh yeah i'm good thank you is uh, it also cold where you are at
2: no, well, it's just not warm, let's say. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, good. So, um, oh. you know, Eddie, it's your first time on the podcast. Ross has joined us before, but can we give a quick intro about um, who you are and what you do at DICE? So, Eddie, let's start with you.
2: Sure. Uh, my name is Eddie. Uh, I work as a vehicle designer at DICE, uh, BF2042. Uh, I started working uh, as a vehicle designer, I think it was sometime around season one. Um, so I naturally moved on to work on EBL Ceram, which happens to be one of my favorite vehicles in the game. <laughs> obviously, since the first one. Awesome. And um, I think uh, I've done a little bit of work on Tor, but it was already getting wrapped, wrapped up by the rest of the team. So I moved on and done some work on the abilities and the weapons on the on the brawlish, uh, which was great fun. Awesome, thank you. What
0: about you, Ross?
1: I'm just a muggle. So I can't compete with the Wizards. Um, So I'm the uh, design director on on 2042. So uh, what do I do? So my job is to help everybody uh, facilitate and and get us moving in the direction uh, that the live service needs to go in. So um, yeah, that's me.
0: Awesome. So welcome both. And for all the listeners, just a quick heads up. uh, Usually we do these recordings locally, but today both Eddie and Ross are... uh, joining me remotely so it might happen that there's a little bit of a lag or a little bit of a connection drop here or there if that happens then you know why so let's jump into the vehicle discussions um let's start with an easy question how are you both feeling about the current state of vehicles uh during season six and specifically knowing where you know we've added a bunch of vehicles over the seasons we've changed their balance many many times which you'll go into a little bit later. So, um, Eddie, let's start with you. What's your current thoughts on the state of vehicles?
2: That's an easy question. Um, I mean, uh, look, how do you feel about vehicle state is the the short answer to that is that I'm kind of okay and happy with where we are, Mm -hmm. but you can't bring in a vehicle designer and they would go like, yeah, it's great. Next question. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a kind of elaborate on why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. So, I mean, there's no denying, look, uh, BF2042 was launched the way it did, and uh, it was a rough time when it comes to infantry versus vehicle, vehicle versus vehicles, combat and balance both, right? Mm -hmm. And two main challenges that we faced um, while... we trying to stabilize, basically, the state of the game was, well, one of them mostly was the vehicle deployment, right? Uh, The -hmm. way that we handle it on 2042, we give a lot of freedom to players. And it's not necessarily only about deploy screen or or vehicles. The entire game is about vehicle, uh, about, sorry, about players, players. freedom and decision right Mm -hmm. this is something that we never had on previous game like i can give you an example like uh zavod on battlefield uh four right if i remember correctly you had an air vehicle uh, you had a transport air vehicle you had little bit a tank an ife and an aa right when you look at this um it's just a map and a bunch of vehicles thrown at it. But if you think about it, you have the AA to take care of your helicopters, you have the IFE to take care of the infantry, mm-hmm. and you have the tank to always keep that IFE in check. So it's an ecosystem that they all feed off each other. It's healthy. And, you know, it's always kind of controlled, if that makes sense, right? It's still up to players how they play, but it's a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. While on BF2042... We take all that control from our hands and we give it to players' hands. And that obviously causes some balance issues that uh, we've faced uh, since, uh, since we launched the game. And we quickly realized that, like the, the the bolts, for example, on the light transport category, if you remember, people could just spam it with 30 millimeter and stuff like that. You so mean that during was launch? One- During launch, yeah. yeah. Uh, So there was a lot of tweaking, a lot of thinking, a lot of changes we had to do integrating this into our design philosophy and balance philosophy. Because when you have one vehicle, right, that is very good at one thing only, you have one of it. It's not a big deal. But Mm -hmm. when people start to spawn many of that, then you're going to have a problem. When you have a wide map, obviously, people are going to choose the vehicle that is good for long ranges. You can't blame them. If they can spawn one, two, God forbid, three or four of them, you have a balance issues. So we had to quickly try to fix this problem. This is one of them. And obviously, the other one was that we had to make sure that these vehicles uh, work on both our uh, all our warfare modes, 64 players and one hundred twenty eight. Uh, it's, I will tell you, it's its not a straightforward business to find a sweet spot for everything in the game. Replenish, reload, active time, duration, cooldown. That works on both of these modes, right? But we had to come up with that. Okay. And the goal here is not to just make it barely function. It's to make it function and be good on both yeah. of these. So this was also a big challenge that we had to deal with. So all these things considered, uh, which were new to the franchise... I think we are at a stable state, so to say, with all these things that I said considered. Yeah. If so that makes sense.
0: It's, I guess so to summarize, if I understand it correctly, um, you know, there's a lot of balance that obviously needs to be done for vehicles, but we have um, some limitations through the deploy screen, about how many vehicles and which vehicles we can deploy. We have, um, you know, a lot of player freedom so they can choose what they want to play with, but we also have many maps and modes um, with different player counts like 64 versus 128. So to find the correct balance between all of those, that's been a challenge. It's pretty for the tricky. Team. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's be, it's been pretty tricky and it was a new challenge as well. So, I mean, I'm not here to, to complain about it. Uh, you you got to play... The cause you doubt. That's why we're here. That's yeah. why we've been trying to fix things. But uh, these are the basically the lead up, the build up to the answer that I was going to tell you. That I feel like we have reached a point that we are uh, we have stabilized the balance okay. to a point. Like we have an ecosystem that vehicles can live off each other. Uh, all the vehicles have a role that they can be successful if deployed correctly. And um, I don't think there is perfection when you have this many moving parts in general. Like it's never been perfect. No no game's ever been perfect, especially with all these moving parts and the fact that so many of it is in players' hands and decision, yep. right? But I think we have, the goal here is to get to a point that is as good as it can be. And we are a lot closer to that point than we have ever been over the past two years. Okay. That's, that's so <laughs> to summarize, to summary, you
0: are like there's room for improvement of g you're happy with the current state of vehicle gameplay and balance kind of yes okay yeah <laughs> like as a game designer you know the work is never done there's always more tweaks we can make uh, which we will but so far at least you're um you know fairly happy which is which is good to hear um so over to you ross what what are your current thoughts about the the state of vehicles in season six
1: yeah i'd say that pretty similar so i think we made steps in a, so I think 2042 is a, is a complex game. There's a lot going on. So the first thing that we looked at was the complexity across, like within a vehicle. So that was the, that was the first step with the loadout changes. Um, I think pretty much across the vehicles. Now there's a more understandable uh, role for each vehicle. It's clearer what they're good and bad at. And, there's some balance still to do, I think, like, like within certain vehicles. I think things like the little bird, you know, that the community can kind of see that we're still kind of poking at that. Um, and, but then more broadly, it's like, for me, it's the, it's the balance, it's the eternal kind of struggle, Mm -hmm. right? It's vehicles versus soldier. And I think that's, that for me is the, the thing that we still need to work on. But I think in general, um, we're in a pretty good place and i think just some of the stuff that we've done individually on like vehicle systems uh in terms of like cameras controls that kind of thing has overall made the vehicle experience uh pretty okay so i'd say the next the the, the thing that i want to look at next is is getting that balance between uh, vehicles and soldiers and as eddie said there's some complications to that when yep. it comes to play accounts and stuff uh, and across modes but yeah
0: great thank you for the summary and a, a follow-up question from myself then just you know how how is it to have to try and balance between different player counts 20 128 64 player freedom they can play with what they want you know Um, we do have the class system now but the 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 weapon choices are still open for example how is how has it been overall to try and find the right balance um for you as a team (laughs) it's difficult like i guess what, what 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 i'm trying to to help like our listeners understand is like it's very difficult to find the right balance with so many new vehicles as well that we added new specialists, new weapons every time we add something it changes the the complete balance of the game
1: and we have to revisit some areas that we were maybe previously happy with yeah it's generally easier to go down than it is up right so if you have a 64 player game and then you 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 move down on the numbers you can then tweak your vehicle numbers to kind of account for that and that's i think what we've seen with previous titles Um, when you go up it everything kind of like exponentially grows and so suddenly you've got rockets um on top of rockets and uh that i think has taken us a while to kind of balance out um yeah it's tricky
0: um so let's let's do a recap of some of the changes we've made because if you look at Um, you know, in, in season one, we brought in the the stealth helicopters, which was a very cool moment, but we've brought in many more vehicles since then and many, many changes. So Eddie and Ross, um, can we start with a recap of, I guess, the, the bigger things we've done going all the way back up until now? Um, let's start
2: with you, Eddie. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, we've done a lot of changes, right? A lot of sweeping changes uh, on, on vehicles. I think, uh, I still remember, I don't know if you do, Tom, but it came to you and, and Kevin talking, asking about that discord about Jets. Do you remember that? I remember. Um, I think that <laughs> I remember. Uh, yeah, ended up getting like 1,200 comments on that. It was painful to go through. But uh, I think at the beginning of this year, we set the goal to make sure vehicles' gameplay actually get to a point that they deserve to be, to get the big improvements. And we have gone ahead and done a lot of changes. Uh, So it was the the big one would would be the loadout change on all the ground vehicles that we have done. During season five. During season five. (laughs) Yeah. And then we have changed the entire handling of the ground vehicles, like the tanks with the steering, with the acceleration, because it was just not keeping up with the pace of the game, uh, with the infantry, right? They needed help. Uh, we also done a bunch of changes to to jets and helicopters. I'm hoping people are enjoying that a little bit more than they used to, uh, especially with the helicopters. The changes there was a little bit more drastic compared to jets.
0: Can can you give uh, some examples yeah.
2: of, of specifics we
0: did and why why it's?
2: I mean, the, now? the handling of the jets, uh, the, the jet both jets and helicopters mm-hmm. were were changed, right? Uh, especially with the jet, we changed the cameras and everything, so it feels a little bit tighter, yep. right? and uh for the for the helicopters we changed both uh, the gun performance on the gunner and the way that the helicopter handles there's just uh more momentum and feels like it's it feels a little bit more like the glory days of battlefield three battlefield four you know when two pilots could well one gunner and a pilot could just team up and if they played their cards correctly, they could actually be devastating. Yeah. And it feels like we got that back, and it feels good. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think all these changes uh, has been sweeping changes on vehicles over the past year. I'm pretty proud of this.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, the, the team has done a lot.
1: Is, is there anything you have to add, Ross? Yeah, I think um, yeah, you, you pretty much covered it. You forgot uh, uh, vehicle uh counts on levels i think that was a pretty big change
2: oh yeah sure
1: um i think that helped us get a bit more clarity it made uh some of the levels feel a bit more unique from one another um i think there's still some stuff we can do on that to be honest but um yeah but the big one for me my favorite change to be honest was the uh the handling stuff um particularly on uh helicopters Um, and a lot of that wasn't really necessarily about just handling was it it was camera work and there was a lot of like really subtle changes that we we put in there just to make things feel uh, more responsive more reactive um more controllable so yeah those are those are the big ones and then just overall getting more uh more of a sense of role within each vehicle is probably a big step
0: yeah and to um For the vehicle loadout changes, I think during or before season five, I think we had both a podcast and a blog about that as well. But when we just say, oh, we did the vehicle loadout changes, like the amount of work that went into that was a lot. As I understood, we holistically looked at all vehicles, which weapons do they have, their full loadout, and what should it be in the future based on, you know, what, what role do we want them to have? Are they too strong in certain areas? So for every vehicle, we completely overhauled which weapons they had access to or loadout they had access to. That, that, was, that was a massive change. I think that is actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably the biggest changes we made to vehicles during the entirety of Battlefield 2042.
1: Pretty much, yeah. It was fun, though. It was, it was a fun, I think it was a fun change like to to go through and kind of reassess everything i think once you're actually playing everything live it makes that easier yeah so um there were some long meetings but uh, yeah it was it was good i think i think the the fear was always like do you change too much um are you becoming too restrictive but uh i think uh, yeah i think we just about got there
0: so how yeah how, how do you feel about that one as a team knowing that's one of the bigger changes we made um like eddie and ross you both mentioned you you feel quite positive about the current gameplay um what about the loadouts itself can we expect further changes there or do we feel no every vehicle is now in its intended combat role should i go ross
2: or you want to go you go for it um yeah i mean Look, uh, back, back when we decided to do that, the, the explosive spam was a hot topic and so many explosive weapons were actually equipped on these on these vehicles and given they are like transport. So you could always spawn them in like constantly. So it was just a no brainish. It wasn't healthy for the, for the gameplay. And when we started looking at it, we're like, okay, I'm going to lower the explosive spam, but at the same time, we want to give something to players, uh, you can actually have fun with them, right? So yep. that's that's how we added like the shotgun or some other weapons to these to these vehicles. But overall, I think uh, we've reduced explosive spam, at least the ones that are fueled by vehicles, uh, which is a much better spot. You, you no longer have that HTT storm sitting on top of the clay for the 50 million <laughs> and you know, shooting at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot healthier. And it was, as Ross said, it was pretty fun to go through everything. Um I know there are still some cases of certain weapons and certain vehicles causing issues. So never say never. We'll see how it's going to go based on feedback, based on our own uh, evaluation. So it's not necessarily the end, but uh, as it stands, I think we're in a much better place and we're okay with it. Okay, at least I am okay with it. I don't know if Ross is okay yeah, with what it. What if Ross says no, ups. Eddie? I'm yeah. not okay with it. What
0: do we do then? Uh, like? we're, we're live on the podcast now, guys. So you know,
2: uh, we I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: okay, we'll we'll set up a, a live call in next time. Um, Everybody you know, can so, do it uh, No, I, I'm I, I'm pretty happy with it. I the thing is, I think with loadouts, I think we always look at like what do we want to add what do we want to change right it's just that now we talk more about a specific vehicle that that might bubble up so yeah i think i think we're pretty much there i think again like the the things for me are more outside of the loadouts and like more uh, like global systemic and balance issues um yeah those, those are the big things for me now
0: um as a group then what are some of your favorite changes that we've made and what was their impact for the community in game and gameplay? It, and it could be some of the, the, the changes we just listed, but maybe there's something else we did during the course of 2042. So,
2: um, Eddie, let's start with you. Um, yeah, so I've got two changes that we've done, which actually one of them is a bit surprising to me that landed as well as it did, but I'm not going to complain. One of them, obviously, is our changes to the attack helicopter, as I said. Uh, I feel like it's a lot closer to to how it used to be when you, know, you had a gunner uh, and a pilot just flying around having fun. Yep. Um, it, it's great. And the other one is actually an odd one, is is our changes to Tor. I'm quite happy with how that landed. I mean, as you know, Tor was notorious for sitting in the back of the map just sniping everything. And yep. we did reduce the, the potency of it in long range. But at the same time, with the update after that, we increased the kind of... Uh, we, we kind of increased its power on close combat, right, by adding, like, grenade launchers, shotgun and stuff. And I see people now using the tour in a more aggressive role, and that is precisely what we wanted to achieve there. And, uh, I mean, I, I play when I play tour, I also start to go into objectives and stuff, and it feels a lot more fun nowadays uh, compared to how it used to be. You can still destroy a lot of things with it, but also kind of hold your own. No. In close range, uh, I'm pretty happy with that change. Out of nowhere, yeah.
1: Okay. What about you, Ross? It's a really specific, <laughs> small thing. It kind of sneaked out. It was it was the change that we did um, on the attack. Kelly's on the cameras, and uh, I've been uh, complaining about that incessantly <laughs> for quite some time. And uh, we we sat down, and I remember when we looked at it, I was like, "Yep, that's that's like." Uh, it it's such a as it was such a small difference in terms of like the the tweaking that we did, but um, it it made at least for me it made the helicopters feel so much more controllable. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. That's uh. But it that kind of sneaked out in uh, in season six. And I guess um, to follow up there, then this maybe fun
0: context for for our listeners to have. Um, first of all, Eddie mentioned earlier uh we've had a few feedback uh, gathering sessions on both um, uh, social channels, such as uh, Twitter slash X, whatever we call it now, and uh, Discord, where we asked the community, like, hey, what do you feel about uh, jets, helicopters? And we got a ton of feedback. I think, uh, Eddie, you just mentioned over 1,200 comments for just one of those. I think it was for jets. So there's a lot of feedback to sort through. Uh, from players, but we you know we enjoy reading it and, and capturing that, and then also for us as a team, there are so many changes that we already want to make on top of the feedback we also get from players so um when do we sometimes make those changes? I think there's only so many much stuff we can add into a single update, so Ross when you mentioned you know it, the, the vehicle or the the heli handling changes sneaked into season six it's it's maybe something that's been on the radar for a while, but we also didn't find the right spot to where to put it or, you know, we we didn't have the time to get to it yet. So um, how is yeah. that for, for, you know, as for you as a team to get all that feedback and knowing all this, the things we want to change and when can we do it?
1: I think uh, I think people don't realize just how much we actually go and check comments online. <laughs> I think it's uh, um, I'm I'm on Reddit too much. Um, and, uh, so, so I think in general, like we get, we get that kind of reactive feedback really quickly just through ourselves. We have our, um, we have weekly catch-ups to sync on all of this stuff, um, just to get like the, the general pulse. And then obviously we have like the longer term feedback that will come in where we kind of curate questions. We, we want to find out certain things. So, there's a lot of feedback that comes in um and then obviously some of those things can be like-'ll like one of the big things right is you see feedback before a patch is actually launched um which is really good because you get to understand like okay, like what are the community getting nervous about yep. like what are they? What are they thinking? But then you actually have to get to the point where it's out there. You can see some data. You can get like a handle on exactly like where where are the issues coming from? And then obviously you've got to then implement it and then you've got to get it out and explain to players like, this is what we've done. This is why we've done it um, and then see how that sells. So, there's, so for some things that can be a really big process Others are smaller. Um, There'll be things that will just pop up from the team. Um, But uh, yeah, and then obviously when you're trying to release a big patch, like a season, some things just naturally overshadow what still could be really good small changes. So like, you know, we had aim assist was a big one, right? And then redacted and that threw up feedback on weapons. Yep and uh, and and other things so yeah that sometimes it's uh, you, you work on something and then you're like hey did anybody see that <laughs> and then you'll see you know one guy on reddit who will be like uh, yeah i saw this thing and then you're like okay that's my a- life has meaning <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's an awesome moment when it connects with you know in the player's experience of the, the specific change you enjoyed and, and we made and um uh, to add there as well, I think you mentioned um, we list ahead of each update slash patch what changes we are making. So, right now, we always aim to have the patch notes out on the Friday before the update goes live, which is usually on a Tuesday. So, we have some time, time already, like over the weekend and then the Monday and the Friday, too, to gather some initial feedback about upcoming changes that we're making. And then we see them into the hands of players when the update goes live. Um, you know, does it play differently than they expect? But it helps us, um, I guess, be aware and stay vigilant in knowing which, which further changes need to take place. So I think, uh, yeah, hopefully that's interesting context for, for all of you listeners. Um, then let's look at the upcoming update itself, update 6.2, which will launch early December. We're currently hard at work uh, writing the patch notes for that, but I think we can already give a give a few updates that that we're making um eddie do you want to take it away
2: um yeah i think 6.2 is going to make our pilot a little bit happy okay. i mean we've had complaints about uh our you know aiming system on air vehicles for mm-hmm. the longest time sorry um, can you clarify
0: hit. what the um the feedback there was so there.
2: so the feedback you, you know uh if you wanted really detail is that uh on BF twenty forty two, we don't cheat when you shoot. We don't shoot from center of the screen, right? You shoot from left and right mm-hmm. if you have two weapons on either sides, and that obviously makes it tricky and difficult for most part to shoot because you know uh, it is difficult. <laughs> that yep. is why I don't want to go too much into tech stuff, but uh, it's different when you always shoot from center of your screen. It's always centered. It's always accurate. Yep. But when you have it, uh, you know, you know the story, uh, and. To to actually try to help the situation, we are adding a computed impact point for our air vehicles, which is going to take into consideration a lot of different uh, uh, English. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a second. Um, factors. Factors. Right. Uh, we are adding a computed impact point for our air vehicles, which is going to uh, take into consideration a lot of different factors, such as drag, gravity. You know velocity, angular velocity, and all this kind of cool stuff, and actually draw an impact point for you uh, so it's going to be accurate uh, when you fire your weapons. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is I hope people are going to be happy with that uh, once it gets launched. And also while we were at it, we are adding a rotational hot icon for the gunner and pilots so they can actually communicate through hot without using, you know, microphones or whatever to tell them where they're looking at. This is something that we have had on previous games on BF4. I don't remember if we had it on BF3, but anyway, uh, this is going to help uh, for both players to see the heading and positioning of both gunner and the pilots. Um, and I hope they like that as well awesome um there, there are some changes, but those are minor i 'm pretty sure you're gonna you're gonna sort it out with the patch notes
0: yep, so you keep an eye out uh, for the patch notes who should uh, be ready for all of you early December as well. in every update, we just have some minor uh balance changes to two vehicles here or there, so keep an eye out for the patch notes when they release, and there will be more in there. This is the big moment. We've we've had some questions from the community as well, or just you know hot topics that we've been reading uh, on on social channels about feedback around vehicles. So I thought today we um, go over some of those questions and answer uh, what we can. Does that sound fun, Eddie and Roth? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Let's I go! I don't know. So. I guess this is a <laughs> Eddie. Like, oh no, I'm going to be put on the spot. So this is a little <laughs> mini Q and A um, from feedback we've seen. So let's just jump jump straight in. Um, and Ross, Eddie, either if you've you know feel free to jump jump in with with your answers. I'm not going to throw it to either of you. Just yeah, feel free to go at it. So first one: Why do we have weapons coming from portal, but not vehicles? Um, what can we answer there?
1: Yeah. So um. I think portal weapons are, def- are definitely easier to bring over into all out warfare. There's there's less differences although we did have to make some changes into handling. So it's it's a bigger deal to bring a vehicle over. Uh saying that, um I'm we've talked about this a lot like what would we bring over? I think it needs to be it needs to have a role within the all out warfare roster. Mm-hmm. So there's certain vehicles like the the warthog that would that that I think could really shine. So it's we're not against it. It's just a case of like where where it fits within all of the other stuff to do. Okay. Um. And there's there's more work than you'd imagine. Um. For Eddie and the team to 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 bring bring them over and then and then do the updates that are needed. It's not a straightforward copy paste. No, nope. okay. I wish it was. Okay.
0: And I guess, uh, so to summarize, not a copy-paste. A lot of work goes into making sure they fit, you know, in the current gameplay of of, of 2042 slash All Out Warfare. Um, But also they need to have a very specific uh, role within the already existing roster. It's not beneficial to the gameplay to just um, bring over a vehicle that technically already exists just with, you know, in in, in another look uh, slash form.
1: Yeah, correct? yeah, and, okay. and yeah, that that that's that's accurate, and and um and again, when when if you look at the roster of the vehicles that we've introduced, I think they've all had a fairly specific and unique role, and and the thing about vehicles, right, is that it really changes or it has the potential to change the meta yep. um, more drastically than when when you just uh, introduce a, a weapon. So it's a case of hey, maybe we could bring over some portal uh, vehicles but there has to be a really good reason for it. Um, but yeah, it's something we talk about all the time. And, and I think we have in our mind, like what vehicles that we, we would want to bring over. It's just uh, when we, when we get, get to it.
0: Okay, next question then. Uh, we've seen comments that jets aren't as competitive for ground combat as in previous Battlefield titles. Uh, Eddie, can you answer that one?
2: Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, that's uh, not wrong. That is correct, but that is the primary goal of Jets on Balfour 2042. I feel like uh, there is a certain level of expectation set by previous games that the Jets need to be like kind of, you know, jack of all trades, destroying everything both in air and ground. But uh, Jets on Balfour 2042 have a different role. Uh, The main goal is to take care of air targets. And once that is done, uh, you basically help your teammate on the ground. You're not as potent, but that is by design. And uh, I think we are okay with that.
0: Okay, so as a army, we don't want him to single-handedly dominate the entire gameplay, air-focused, support-wolf towards ground targets.
2: A- absolutely, yes. Okay,
0: thank you. Next question then. So how do you feel about the current state of the Nightbird
1: and are we making any further changes to it? Ross. Um, so it's... Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty close. It's maybe overperforming a little bit. Um, personally, I think we can probably do some some handling updates at some point in the future, but nothing outside of that.
0: Okay, so no immediate plans um, for further adjustments, and we're quite happy with it currently. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Next question: then. Are we planning any changes for the stealth helicopters, um, Eddie? I'll throw that one to you.
2: Um, no, no immediate plan uh, on the stealth uh, helicopter uh we know it's not uh, as competitive against the other two helicopters like little bit and an attack helicopter but uh the role of it, it's more towards more casual play uh, and you have that passive style of gameplay that you cannot get locked on, and we are kind of happy with it not being as strong as the other two uh, i think I think it's in a in a spot that doesn't necessarily require a change today.
0: Okay, so knowing where they were in season one, they were extremely powerful, but how we currently see their gameplay is, you know, you cannot get locked on, so you have more safety while operating them, but in return that means they are not as strong as the other helicopters who are, you know, more vulnerable um, in their gameplay.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you have you have less firepower, but obviously more safety, more okay. defensive powers.
0: So there's a trade-off there. Um, great. Then next question. Um, we haven't recently reviewed Liz and her gameplay and how she might be too strong and negatively impact the many more vehicles we've added since season one. So are any changes planned for Liz and her impact on the vehicle gameplay? Um, either Ross or... Yeah, I guess I'm going to throw this one to you, Ross. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think she's a little too um, air-focused. So I think... The next changes that you'll see to Liz will be that we'll tend her more towards ground targets and, and pull her a little bit further from air stuff.
0: Okay. Like right now she's powerful against all vehicles, but we want to make her more targeted to specific vehicles within the gameplay, um, so she doesn't dominate by herself in taking down vehicles. Is yeah. that a
1: correct summary? Yeah, basically. And to, okay. to maybe open up a bit more of a window for for the other engineers. Okay.
0: And then the last question, um, what is our current focus for any future
1: changes to vehicles? Uh Ross, I'll throw that one to you. So can't cover specifics. So there's there's no like timeline uh, that's set in stone at the moment, but there's a few things that we talk about a lot. <laughs> so um there's like some some more specific things like um, thermals for tanks, uh, removing delays on turret aiming for tanks as well. But then there's broader things that we talk about. So systemic damage. I think in general, just the the balance of defensive mechanics on aircraft versus soldiers. And I think just vehicles versus soldiers and the balance of those interactions, like going both ways to be fair, like vehicles on soldiers... Uh, defensive systems and then just like how effective soldiers can be at eliminating uh particularly ground targets. So there's a there's a few things that we that we poke at and we talk about um but can't commit to anything just yet.
0: Okay. So there's a lot of things that we uh want to do with some of the specifics that are top of our mind. But to confirm nothing set in stone right now, so no announcement on like, hey, this is next but at least um, we wanted to give you a a heads up where I guess where, what what our current thinking is as a team. Then that ends it for the little Q&A section we had. So hopefully this was helpful uh, based on some of the feedback we've been reading across our social channels. Normally we eat a cookie now on the podcast, but I'm alone in the room here and Ross and Eddie are remoting into the recording. So we're going to skip the cookie. So then that's actually the end of the podcast so that's all we had for today um eddie and ross thank you so much for being here with me eddie this was your first time on the podcast so how was it
2: yeah that was fun except for some of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Hey, Hard I d- questions. I'm not here to make your lives any easier, but uh, hopefully yeah. uh, the community appreciates uh, us taking the time to sit down and answer some of the questions and, you know, talk about where our mind is at for a lot of the, the changes we've done to vehicles, etc. Um, Absolutely. But I wanted to give you a, you know, a final moment as well to share any thoughts you have that maybe we didn't cover. So if there's anything else you want to add or maybe give a shout out to the community. Um, Yeah, feel free to do so now.
2: Um, I just wanted to actually do give a shout out to the community. They're always vocal and it's uh, part of the drive and we have done a a lot of changes to our vehicles based in community feedback and I hope that shows. Um, So yeah, shout out to them. Stay vocal and, and yeah, let us know how you feel about all the changes that we do.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Anything from you, Ross?
1: Yeah, I think just to echo that, Like for me, a live service lives and dies on how engaged the community is. And like, we, we're here to uh, fix problems. We can't fix all the problems, um, but uh, uh, we're going to try our best. And so um, some of those problems are going to come from our team and like where we want to take things, but like a vast majority of them are going to come from the community. So keep telling us like what you want, what annoys you, what things are broken. Um and yeah, you'd be surprised at how often we reflect on that feedback and how much we talk about it and actively seek it out. And uh yeah, just just keep it coming.
0: Yeah. So from my end as well, then shout out to the community. I think uh your your feedback is incredibly important to us as a team. Um we read through it a lot on our social channels we discuss it as a team we have a weekly call actually with the community team and for example uh, our core gameplay team uh, Ross, Eddie is on there where we talk about vehicles and what we're seeing and what we can improve next so please keep that feedback coming we really appreciate it um, then further of course we will be back with more podcast episodes but in the meantime get in touch with us at hashtag inside battlefield on our social channels or at podcast at battlefield.com And then lastly, from all of us here at our Battlefield Studios, stay classy and PTFO. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: See you later. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye.